Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Wild Wasteland. I am Dean Maldonado, and with me is Michael Johnson. What's going on? I like your new intro. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. I, I think that's the best way to greet an audience, you know? Yeah, with, with a welcome. <laughs> I feel like that's the best. Like, have you ever seen someone go on stage and they're just like, why are you idiots here? Yeah. No, I did. I did. I saw... Um, Ooh, oh, with that open mic you used no, to go to in 55th? What's the name of that band? Who'd, Modest Mouse. Oh. Yeah. He just came on stage and was just like, okay, and started playing. <laughs> Everyone was like, what? I like it. He's such a bastard. So... He's such a bad boy. <laughs> what are we talking about here today, Mr. Maldonado? We are talking about uh, something that's pretty popular right now because of a Netflix documentary that was recently released, In His Name. Ooh, in His Name, yes. We oh. are going to be talking about Mr. Bob Lazar. Ooh, Bob Lazar. He's still alive? He is. Yes, uh. Bob Lazar is surprisingly still alive. Uh, I thought he died. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm sure the government wishes that would have happened, but it didn't yet. Yeah. No, they they can't do it because if they did, they'd be like proving that they have that kind of power. Yeah, but at this point in time in 2019, would anyone really notice? Yeah, it's he's, yeah, he is 30 years past his expiration date. I mean, now, now because of the Netflix documentary and that's he why huge. Yeah, he's huge. That's again. why he does it is so that if they do end up killing him, People will notice, <laughs> to, but um, yeah, Hillary Clinton's probably working on that assassination right now as you speak. That's actually what was uncovered <laughs> by WikiLeaks. They were like, by the way, she had this like crazy nine hundred email chat about just killing this random man <laughs> that they kept listing as Robert L. I don't Ooh. know who that is. Sometimes she slipped up and called him Laser, but um, <laughs> we might want to look past that. Yeah. But so I, I watched this Netflix documentary recently, and I actually, um, I mean, I was born in 1994, so I had really no clue of who Bob Lazar was. Yeah, I know him from my dad, yeah, because he was, Bob Lazar is pretty much like the pinnacle of 90, 80s, 90s conspiracy theories. Like, there's always, he was always on like a bunch of crappy VHS tapes. Yeah, well, I mean, his, it, work. His, his first time ever, ever uh, coming out to the public. Um, to I'm talk glad he to them. Came out. Yeah, he did. He so really, brave. He came out with all of this information. Uh, it was back in. Um, it was May twelfth, nineteen eighty nine. He did an interview. Um, you know, one of those like blacked out face interviews. Yeah, he, where they he, fucked he went, up. His he went voice. by his. No, they didn't fuck up his voice. They didn't have that kind of text. <laughs> it was Las Vegas Independent News in nineteen eighty nine. He went by the name of Dennis. Oh, Dennis. And he, Laser. Uh, he, he stated that there were nine flying saucers or flying disks of extraterrestrial origin, and they were being tested on and, well, analyzed. Okay. That was in 1989, and I never fucking heard about it until, until 2019. Now. Until 2019. 30 years later. How do you, you feel old yet? <laughs> no. No, not yet. But still, I'm shocked and angry. But, yeah, so... He uh, actually that interview that he did was translated and put to a radio broadcast that was mm -hmm. then broadcast around the world, became one of the most listened to radio news broadcasts of all time. Somebody was pissed about that. Oh, I'm sure. 
Uh, but so the 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 documentary is really good. I mean, it's very it's gripping. They do a great job of uh, explaining everything. It's a good documentary, except for like what his base story is. Kind of, they kind of just focus on the fact of like proving that he's telling the truth. Yeah, well, that's um, the base story is pretty much how he got famous to begin with. So I guess they didn't want to retell it because yeah, I mean they they even bring it up at one point in the documentary. And Bob Bob Lazar's like, "Can we really, really? Is that what you want to waste my time with?" Yeah, yeah. Bob doesn't like to waste. He's he doesn't, a, he doesn't he's like to be autistic. on camera. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not. He does. He's he's not looking for fame. No, which is really. I mean, he's a truly from watching the documentary. He seems like a genuine guy. He does. Yeah. And uh, what's so funny is that I call him the most frustrated man in the world. Oh, is this something that you call him? Yeah. Okay. I, I've never I've never heard anyone else call him that. I just literally <laughs> after watching this, I was like, he has to be just uh, unless he has some kind of Zen Buddhism crap that he does that mm-hmm. calms him and, and dissuades him of all of these negative feelings. He has to be so goddamn pissed off. <laughs> And he's mad. He even says in the documentary, he's mad for two things: the suppression of extremely advanced technology. Yeah, that is that's something to be upset about. And the suppression of unknown science, which means that literally, like that, that's even bigger than the than the technology. Mm-hmm. The fact that we have another branch of science to look into, and no one's allowed to know about it. Yeah. That's because uh, Bob Lazar, at, at his core, is a scientist. Like he's not an alien nut. He doesn't even talk about aliens. He doesn't give a shit. No, he's, actually, I was listening. He calls them like aliens. <laughs> yeah, he calls them. He doesn't aliens. even know how to pronounce the fucking I was like, word. Well, and and the the weird thing is, he brings this up at one point. Um, that the government doesn't call them aliens either. They have a they have a code name for them. They call them the kids. Isn't that creepy? That's our fucking government, dude. We're I just know. talking about Hillary Clinton. Talk about a pedophile. That's yeah. what I'm talking about here. Well, so uh, to give our listeners a little bit of a bullet point history of Bob Lazar, he worked at an area called S4, which is inside the compound of Area 51. I thought it was Area 52. No, it's a, it's it's about 15 miles south in Area 51. Oh, okay. And it's a huge complex. is on the side of a mountain. Mm-hmm. And then part of that mountain is actually hangar doors that is where they house the the flying saucers. So you can't see the hangar doors from satellite or picture or any of that kind of stuff. Or anything, really, yeah. the ground. And it's a no-fly zone, so you can't get any pictures. Yeah, no, they'll shoot you down quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you, uh, have you listened to this, um, there's a, there's a pilot who was flying in a little aircraft, and he had, he had, like, hospital or something written on the side of his aircraft. And uh, he was flying into Area 51. They shot him down. Oh, shit. Like, he was on coast to coast at the time, I think. He, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like Art was like, no, don't do it. Just turn around, turn around. <clears throat> no, I we got to find out the secrets. I'm going to find out the secrets. I'm landed. Like, no, no, no. And they just hear. It's probably not even that. They probably just have, like, the only operational rail gun in the world. Just like. Just like shoot a paperclip through your plane and well, just go down. This was in the nineties. So I think that they had like a jet like <laughs> tailing him or something. Like I'm sure they would. He turned off his radio, his call signs, so they couldn't even contact him. Uh, yeah. So they had to go up and say hello. Yeah, so um S four? Yeah, so S four. But before that he was working at Los Alamos National Labs in New Mexico. 
oh. where he says they were working on nuclear weapons and really anything to do with uh, major physics because it was the late 80s. They still were pretty interested in nuclear fission. Well, um, who isn't? I think I feel like they never stop. That's true. It still is a big thing. Um, but it was in 1982, Bob put a jet engine in his Honda and uh, literally drove it to work every day. And so he was put on the front paper of Los Alamos. He was put on there on the Los Alamos Times front paper. Yeah. And um, yep. he he went to get to a lecture that was at the uh, the labs by this man, Ed Teller. Now Ed Teller is the father of the hydrogen bomb. Um, and you know he's a fucking nerd, so he went yeah. over early, and he actually ran into Ed Teller, who was standing outside smoking a cigarette and reading the paper that he was on the front page of. <laughs> So he walks over and he's like, hey, hi, I'm that guy on the front page. And like they had a little conversation. And a couple of years after that, <clears throat> Bob had gotten out of working there and gone into a few other ventures trying to start different businesses. Um, As and, you do when you're a genius. Yeah. And so he was living in Las Vegas and then wanted to get back into the scientific community. So he starts sending his resume out and he mm -hmm. sent one to Ed Teller referencing their interaction. And so Teller gave him the contact of a guy at EG&G. Mm, EG&G. Uh, which is a major outsourcing labor company that the government uses to get them, like, scientists. Yeah, for contractors, yeah. yeah. And so he interviewed multiple times at McCarran Airport in Las... Uh, airport, like, uh, sorry. For everyone who Air doesn't Force know, base. it is fucking brutally it's, hot it's here. It's sweltering. I have a sweat rag, and it's getting way too thick and soaking wet. Um, but... So he interviewed a couple times at McCarran Air Force Base in Las, just outside Las Vegas with mm -hmm. EG&G. And after, um, you know, they, they would tell him, oh, it's, it's a job with propulsion. Um, they were interviewing him about his hobbies. Yeah, putting jet engines into cars and yeah, right? propulsing them around. Like, They're like, oh, he's, he's our guy. This guy probably knows a few things about it. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, well, it's going to be at a remote location. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be an on and off schedule. Sometimes, you know, you could work for, you could be off for a month and then have to work for two weeks in a row. Like mm -hmm. it all depends. Yeah. That's, that's private contracting work. So he took a Janet flight from Las Vegas to area 51. Now and what they, Janet airline. That's interesting. Now that that's, that's your favorite thing. You yeah. Get the, like the third time I ever met this man, he gives me a sticker with a plane on it. And I said, what the fuck is this? He goes, Oh, it's, it's, it's Janet airlines. Yeah, with the logo of Janet Airlines. Yeah, no, this so, is the airline that takes you from Las Vegas to Area Fifty One. And I had forgotten completely about it, and I'm I'm researching him, and he says that he took a Janet flight from Las Vegas to Area Fifty One, and I was like, wait, 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 I know that, and I flip back, I found the found the sticker, and I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Um, they yeah. had him do a shit ton of paperwork, uh, and they were giving him a security clearance level called Majestic. Ooh, Majestic Twelve. And that's that's much higher than top top secret. Yeah. Well, there's different levels to it. Like you you can see these projects that they're working on, but you can't like see the Kennedy docks or you know like there, there's different that's, levels. I mean, yeah, that is the reason for security clearance is to allow you to see one thing. No, yeah, no. The government is very good at just showing you the part and not showing you the full thing, the full. Oh picture. yeah, no, that's that's one of my. Uh, that's one of my favorite things is that uh, I can't remember which president said it, but there was um, 
there was a president who I remember he said that like his first or second day in office, he he went to the F. I think it was oh, it was Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Bill Clinton. He said my second day in office, I went to the FBI and I said, okay, I want to see everything you have on aliens and all that, you know, all the stuff. And they said, sir, you don't have the clearance for that. And he said, what do you mean I don't have the clearance for that? And they said, I'm well, the you're fucking president. <laughs> he, said, he said, yeah, I'm the president of the United States. They said, yeah, you're a temporary employee. Wow. You will be replaced. I feel like that's Carter that said that, but could be either one, to be honest. No, nah, because Clinton was all about it. Oh, man. Clinton was playing sax, smoking weed, and wanting <laughs> to find aliens, bro. He's like, dude, I know they're out there, bro. I just fucking beat Bob Dole. I can fucking beat anybody, dude. Show me the fucking aliens. Show me the docs. And like, nope. Temporary. Excuse me, Mr. Clinton. <laughs> Not today. He's like, He's fine, like, I'm just going to get my dicks up. <laughs> uh, so, Bob, uh, he, he said the facility was adjacent to uh, Papos Lake, which is on the south side of Area 51, which is around Groom Lake, which is when most people talk about flying saucers, they always call it Groom Lake, but they're wrong. Yeah, Groom Lake is the area that is Area 51. It's mm-hmm. just it's an old and dried the, out lake bed. And the saucers are usually over Papoose Lake. They're not usually over Groom Lake. Um now part of S four I already told you about where the where the saucers were housed. Mm-hmm. Inside the mountain. Uh there was a time Bob was recalling it in an interview and he said that he walked in and he saw the saucer and it had a little American flag sticker on it and God bless America. And he was, you know, amazed and he ran his hand along it and just wanted to touch it and he got reprimanded obviously, but he really did believe when he first saw it that it was a craft that the U.S. had built. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until later when he was inspecting the inside um, that he was completely convinced of otherwise of that otherwise. And I'll, I'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, so, to enter, they had to put their hand on this crazy-ass scanner. Yeah. Which, uh... That's what's interesting with the Joe Rogan podcast, because um, they actually show the, the scanner device, because they yeah, don't they don't show it in the documentary. Yeah, right? they do. Oh, okay. They found it. The, 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 the guy making the documentary found a picture of it and shows it to him. He's like, holy shit, I never thought I'd see one of these again. Yeah, and uh, find out later that that is... Re- that has been used in other things, and it was only used for a year or two before mm-hmm. they started getting better scanners. Well, it was a very interesting thing. There were there were a few pins that you kind of pushed your hand onto, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a light on top, and the were these slits of light that came through under your fingers, and it was like a biometric scanner that was supposedly like measuring the lengths of the bones in your hand. Because everyone's bones are unique. Yeah, especially in your hand where you have a shit ton of different sized bones. And I was thinking, I think that was to stop reptilians. Oh. (laughs) I'm not not kidding because, you know, I mean, if they could shapeshift, they they can't change their their bones to, to match that structure of a human figure. They would match the outside, but they would never change their skin. You know they're pointy, yeah, skinny they're, bones on the dirty inside. Dirty reptilian fucking fingers. Yeah, and and they'd probably have like Cheeto dust all over it. Oh my god, yeah, they would. You know they can't get enough, <laughs> especially but, those those extra flaming hot. Oh, oh my, my god. god! And then they scratch their eyes and they for oh, days. Don't scratch your balls. After <laughs> but, but yeah, like um, you you get your hand scanned and then your badge would pop out of the bottom, mm-hmm. and it was a temporary badge. 
And so he said that he was immediately given 112 briefings to read. Oh my god. You now, would love that. You I would, know, me I really would. Could you could you imagine if you got one page of those documents? I would I would, would probably you, shit would you a come, brick. Like I would without shit a brick. Like without, without any redaction or anything, just like a pure page of just this is the future, bro. <laughs> it it really is. It was uh you know, all the briefings were on the alien crafts and the government uh the items the government had found right. and how it'd been able to be used so far. They showed him uh two separate aliens. One was actually in the middle of being like, like it was in surgery. They were like looking mm-hmm. at the cadaver and looking at how the organs were structured. And uh that's when he was truly convinced that it wasn't a man-made saucer because when he went inside, the control panel and all of the seats and all of the parts of the saucer were made for what seemed to be a child-sized person, which he you know he put two and two together, the size of the seats and the panels, the size of the alien cadavers. He was like, holy shit, this is not our tech at all. Maybe it was designed and developed by midgets. Now that would be insane. They wouldn't need wider seats. You know how they have those fat butts. Oh yeah, and those huge heads. Yeah. Well, they're just they're just normal sized heads, but everything else isn't normal. I guess. Maybe. <laughs> so so we just he just lost all of our midget listeners. I know, I know. All three and a half of them. Oh. <laughs> well, Ra- we had racist. S- we had seven. The seven dwarfs. Yeah. No, sleepy, they're all gone. Sneezy. Sleepy, listen to us in his sleep. S- sneezy always took us as allergy medicine. I can go on there. They're sleazy. Uh, so he, so Bob was tasked to work on uh, the power and propulsion systems of a flying saucer and tried to reverse engineer the technology with the available materials. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why it's so strange they gave him 112 freaking entire briefings. Yeah, geez. Is that... When he was working on this, they they segment the projects. Yeah. So while yeah he's working on the propulsion system, he's not looking at the guidance system. He's not looking at the the how they how they fuse the pods together. They, he's not looking at any of that mm-hmm. because they wanted to keep all of the information segmented so nobody knew too much. Yeah. No. That's that makes sense. Um, and so he said that they worked on what was called Element 115. Right. And up until recently, Element 115 was... It was just science fiction. Every, yeah. And yeah. and the other crazy thing that we haven't really mentioned, all these agencies and everything that we've been talking about have been proven to exist. But when he started talking about it, there was no information. Not, no. Not a single, not a single peep about so, 50, Area 51, S4... <laughs> Flying saucers, nothing. Yeah. So this concept that he's lying about this, like either he just guessed everything and he just happened to just guess it correctly or he's telling the fucking truth. Or maybe he made these agencies after he fucking got big. That'd be insane. Um, like that uh, Futurama episode <laughs> where it's like, ah, we, wait, we, get, we can't fake the moon landing. Uh, quickly, make NASA and uh, get, them, get them on the moon or whatever. Yeah, it was like, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, they, they, they have run the math, and it would have been cheaper to literally just build an entire space program and actually send people to the moon than it would have been to use the available technology to make a realistic moon landing. Yeah, but when has the government ever cared about anything being cheaper? When it's like all of the money they've ever had in the country, I think they care. Now they're like, um, it doesn't take that much to fucking fake a fucking set. What are you talking about? I can make a moon landing set here. You could, but you couldn't make it look realistic. 
I mean, you could I now because you have LED computers. lights, but they didn't have LED lights back then. Whatever. Different <laughs> different con, different time. Different time. <laughs> so, you're right. They didn't stabilize or synthesize Element 115 until 2003. Mm, okay. But there is a discrepancy, right? There's something... He was off on it or something? Well, or no? well, it's it's not really that. It's that they've never... They synthesized it. They haven't made it a physical, stable object. Okay, so they're still trying to get around the they physicality They need to stabilize it. it. Okay. And, but the thing is that every top physicist and heavy metal physicist in the world... Heavy metal. ...has theorized, really, they said there's no way that we have the technology to do it, but it isn't impossible. If we had the technology, we could do it. That's crazy. Um, and that's what they say about the aliens, that the, they come from a planet that's just abundant with this element or some other form of element that we don't have here. Yeah. All we have is fossil fuels, the way that our planet evolved and everything happened. But we would have had something else. Like we would have, We would be flying around too. Well, so well, so the way that Bob explained it is that it is a um, small, triangular, uh, almost chip. Mm. This element. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the way that they was that they created it and stabilized it was they had to take. They somehow got. A, they somehow made a bunch of discs of them. Mm-hmm. And they took these discs and they fused them together into a cylinder. And then they took that cylinder and they shaped it and shaved it into a cone. Right. Then on that cone, they sliced it at a weird angle to basically take a shit ton of layers Mm -hmm. of this element in this strange triangular shape. And then they shoved it up someone's ass. No, and then they were able to use that, put it in the, uh, I guess, transformer and and, uh, reactor of Of the the saucer. Okay, like the gas tank. Effectively. Okay. And it would work through the antenna that runs through the main body and hit the engines and turn and run them. Um, and really the, the explanation that he does on how it moves the craft is beautiful. If you could, just put it in here right, right now. And these are the gravity amplifiers themselves. Looking down from the top, You'd have the center. In the very center, there is a small reactor. Surrounding this in three equally spaced areas are the amplifiers. So this is looking at it sideways. This is looking at it down from the top. And under these amplifiers, underneath, on the floor below, are the gravity emitters. So it's the reactor here powering the gravity amplifiers. Gravity amplifiers output goes into the gravity emitters at the bottom and the resulting gravity beam or anti-gravity wave can be pretty much put anywhere you want it to. Um, There was another level up here. Now I had access and was permitted to view and look at the operation of this main level with the gravity amplifiers and the level below. Uh, the gravity emitters. There is a level above which consisted of these two areas that I'm not all that familiar with. I assume these to be some sort of 
navigational engine. Uh, people call these large black rectangular areas on the top portholes. I believe they were some planar sensor array that just took in information from the surrounding area, whether it be patterns of stars or what have you. Uh, and there was their version of a computer or something to make determinations here that takes input from those sensors and then let the craft know how to orient itself and where it was in space. So that's what I assumed to be up there. I don't know for a fact. Again, that was not part of my job and I was only led to believe that. The center antenna is really an extension of the reactor in the center. And that's a waveguide, which allows the, uh, the emission of the gravity wave, which forms kind of a heart shape over the whole, the whole craft. That's how it creates its distortion. These uh, gravity emitters can be swung all the way up to 180 degrees. And this allows the craft to essentially stand on two of them and hover while this one swings up and creates a distortion in front of it, allowing the craft to slide forward. So that's how their low power mode, uh, Omicron configuration operate. The Delta configuration uses all three. And unlike science fiction movies where you see flying saucers just flying along like that, they actually fly belly first. The craft flies along, leaves the atmosphere of the planet it turns its belly to the destination. The three amplifiers focus in on the destination and that's how it proceeds. So that's basically the operation of it and overall how things were laid out inside the craft. Wow, that is beautiful. That is, that's accurate too. Yeah, and I love the thing that, I mean, my, my jaw was dropped after I heard that. I, when he was talking about how uh, it flies basically belly first through space. Yeah. Because it locks onto its target and then more or less converts the gravity in front of it to launch itself towards its target using the bands. That was be You know what it made me think of? Don't tell me. You ever seen Donnie Darko? Yeah. You remember uh, in Donnie Darko, he sees a what looks to be almost like a bubble coming from the center of people's chests. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then their body follows that bubble. Yeah, that's actually an apt comparison. That is exactly how these actually worked. Because all of our crafts, all everything on the, on the Earth is a propulsion-based craft. You mean, yeah, aircraft? It, yeah. Either, it either pushes air behind it, it will explode gasoline to run pistons, to right, yeah. put there's it's still pushing exhaust behind it. Everything pushes something behind it to go forward. True. Yeah. All of our engines. This doesn't. Yeah. The 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 way that these crafts work, it just changes gravity. It creates its own gravity and distorts space and time, bends the space in front of it, and then just falls towards the reaction. Yeah. It's like reinventing the wheel in a way that we couldn't even imagine what the hell it is. It's unrecognizable, mm -hmm. that concept. And the, uh, the, I think the most beautiful thing was when he was talking about how there's two stages to how the engine works, right? Mm -hmm. Is that it has the, 
it has the three propulsion systems. It either can fly up with all three pointing down. Yeah. Or it'll take one and kind of utilize it sideways while it lightly floats itself with the two and then just hovers sideways. And I'm like, that's incredibly smart because it makes sense because it's utilizing two different planes, two different geographical planes of gravity yeah, and matter and, and energy is, yeah. to pull itself and lightly hover. Oh, my God, it's brilliant shit. Um, and I mean, sure, you know, he, he could be pissed that there's another civilization that we have literally working artifacts from and we are not allowed to know about it, but he's not. Yeah. He could be pissed that the government went and literally deleted every record of his schooling and employment <laughs> from That's that's insane. That's what really fucking pushes me over the edge. Like the government or whoever the fuck did that can just do that. And then it's like everyone's like, Oh no, he never went to that school. It's like he's in the directory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's he, on the fucking cover of a magazine. Yeah, he was listed in the in the, in the phone book. You know, like, like, oh no, no, he never worked there. Like, mm-hmm. what do you? Wh- why would you have his name then? Like, why? What? What the fuck? Who did this? How do? You, I don't. I don't know. The Men in Black, dude. Probably. Like the real ones, not like these alien bullshittery ones where it's like, oh, it was like <laughs> it was an alien wearing a man's suit. It's like no, it's a it's a fucking G man from the government from some agency that we don't even fucking know, going around. Fucking just destroying people's records. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's it's possible. Probably Will Smith. But so uh, one of the, what I consider to be the most striking thing that, that Bob Lazar said uh, was his answer to the question, what, what message do you have for the young people watching this? And he says, just pay attention. Just pay attention. I can't really say much else. The world's a lot different now. The way information is disseminated and the way things are passed around is distorted even faster and more now than it used to be. Mm-hmm. So they have a rough road ahead if they're going to try and cut through the bullshit. So, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, as we've always told you, week after week, you got to stay vigilant and stay wild. But uh, nowadays, I, I'm, I'm happy to tell you. Yeah. Bob owns and operates a company called United Nuclear Scientific Equipment and Supplies. Oh, cool. Yeah, because obviously he he likes a short name. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a scientist. Uh, they, they sell a variety of materials. Um, what are we pimping out? <laughs> are we pimping his fucking... No, I'm just saying that's what he does. I, I like that he sells uh, aerogel. Um, yeah, like that's uh, it's pretty. It's it's kind of hard to get certain chemicals and stuff, right? It really is, and so it's good that he runs a business that allows laboratories to have easy access. Um, yeah, in nineteen ninety three, he was uh, charged with pimping, right? <laughs> no, nineteen ninety, he was charged with pimping. <laughs> I don't know. Supposedly, his friend said that like he was just like trying to help these girls out, and then like <laughs> accident, like literally like that Will Ferrell thing in yeah. uh, when he started when he was Gata, like. He just accidentally started being a pimp by helping out these pure, these pretty girls and being a nerd. Um, I could definitely see like a nerd just like accidentally stumbling into pimping. He's yeah, like, he's just like, I, I, okay, I'll just I'll stand right here while you go in there with that guy. Okay, all you right. You want to give me money? Why? Uh, this is weird. <laughs> Sir, get in the back of the van. No. What, what? He's driving a Cadillac, like in that episode of uh, Seinfeld. We're fucking. Uh, you didn't watch Seinfeld. Did I you? watched every episode of Seinfeld twice. 
where um where Kramer accidentally like stumbles his way to looking like a pimp. <laughs> he got like the <laughs> he, has a, he has a big coat on, yeah. he has a hat, he's got the cane, he's feeling real great. <laughs> Love that. And then he gets a convertible, like a pink <laughs> Cadillac or something. Um and uh the last last and final thing I have to say about Bob Lazar, um he runs an annual or I, I don't know if it's still going. It's very underground. It's hard to find out about. It, I only know of it running uh, through the mid-90s, but it was an annual festival in the Nevada desert for pyrotechnic enthusiasts called the Desert Blast Festival. That's, this guy's fucking awesome. Dude. I know. He's he's awesome. But yeah, I want to talk more about this, um, a few things. Like... Uh, the uh, the the comparison to uh, to them trying to get this uh, spaceship to work and stuff that I've heard is essentially like if we took a nuclear reactor and we sent it back to like the Victorian era. Imagine sending a fucking microwave back. Imagine sending anything back. Well, an engine specifically, not just like a microwave. Like like they're like, well, we put this glowy stuff in there and it's, it starts working. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we don't know what it's producing something. Producing shocks. Yeah. It's like, what would they... You wouldn't even... No, they wouldn't understand any of it. I mean, it's... it's One of the funniest things that I think idiots say nowadays is that if they can go back in time, they would bring their cell phone and be (laughs) the ruler of the world. And I'm like... (laughs) I'm like, that's... It's the stupidest thing it's I've ever du- heard in my it's life. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Your your cell phone is useless. Yeah. It is just a brick that turns on, and how are you going to power it? And yeah. there's no internet. There's no. no, there's, there's, no, no there's no satellites. There's no anything. There's no... How are you going to you show someone a Wikipedia page that you can't load? Because <laughs> it won't be invented for another 3,000 years. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you can you can, you can, you can turn on a, a light, a bright light. Yeah, a flashlight. Ah! Yeah, or you it, can play it, a game <laughs> until your battery dies, and then you're exactly. fucked. If I was gonna go back in time, I would just bring a flashlight. I would and just, <laughs> I would just bring uh, what are those books? There's, there's a, not like a farm farmer's almanac, not like an insight, like yeah, like like a like a full, oh like, like giant like the, those like twenty seven book encyclopedias. Of course, you'd bring back a fucking encyclopedia. I would, I would bring that nerd. back, and then just like rule the goddamn world. I guess. Like, you would know stuff, but knowing stuff never helped any ruler. There was never, like... How would that not have helped any ruler? How would it not have helped (laughs) Napoleon to know that he was about to get his army defeated at Waterloo because of X, Y, and Z? But if you... Again, like, we're talking about time travel. If you went back in time and influenced him to to not participate in Waterloo... I'm not going to be coming back to my future. I don't give a fuck about that. I'm making my my goddamn present. To be the best that can be. I don't care about the ripples. I'm not going to live through the ripples. I'm making the goddamn ripples. You know how we know that you didn't succeed in this goal? Because there's no king called Dean the Smart. Why would I ever call myself that? Well, what would you call yourself? First off, I wouldn't call myself Dean. I wouldn't call attention to the fact that I've gone through time. I would probably go as Nead. N-E-A-D. My name spelled backwards. (laughs) Oh, Pharaoh Niad. I love, I love. Let my people go. Oh, damn it, I'm on the wrong side of this one. Yeah, there's a. um, Build the pyramid. There's an old Hammer film called Alucard, or the Son of Dracula, or whatever. 
and like uh, I forget the guy's name, the guy who who hunts them. What's what's the guy? Van Helsing. Yeah, Van Helsing is like looking at Alucard something, and he's like, Alucard, Dracula. It's Dracula backwards, and it's like I feel like that's gonna be you. Like that was in the movie neat. Van Helsing with uh, with it's in it's in all Hugh Jackman. No, no, no. It's, it was originally from like the seventies. Oh know. yeah, it's funnier sure. back then. Oh sure, because oh, it was definitely oh. played up for like serious. You know what's uh what's really funny to me? Tell me. Is that um, now that Avengers has come out and they they changed uh, from uh, the 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 Falcon to being Captain America because he was given the shield. Mm-hmm. This is like the first time that Captain America has not only been black but also super serumless. Yeah, so yeah. Like, Falcon is just a guy. He's just he's just a guy <laughs> with a suit. Yeah. So. But well, Iron Man what? is just the guy with but he's also a genius. Yeah, and at the same time, like I don't think Falcon without the super serum is gonna be able to do things that um, Captain America could do where he yeah. like Can he know, even throw a shield? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he can. I don't but, think I don't think he would ricochet as hard as it would with Cap and like well, Cap Cap had that whole scene where he like fucking held a helicopter. Yeah. Falcon would just get <laughs> yeah. like ripped. He would just Well, like, he would just get flown off with the helicopter. Yeah, that's fair. And then, ah! <laughs> How's your adamantium shield going to help you now, asshole? Also, isn't like Captain America after the serum like super kind of smart too? Like he he throws the shield, but he doesn't just throw it. He like no, he does like, trajectory. Yeah, he like angles it to come yeah. back like a boomerang. If you or I were just throwing fucking shield, no, it would just be gone. It would just be gone. I would miss the column by seven inches. Fuck, <laughs> shit! Start running out of the battle to go get it, guys. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Yeah, where's there was save a, my place? There's that one movie where I want to beat that guy up. <laughs> there was that one movie where um he he used the shield to protect himself from like a bomb, and it like flung him into the second story. Oh yeah, yeah, that was in uh the first Avengers. Yeah, he jumps up and like curls up into a little ball right behind the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> that was so impressive. He's supposed to be like six three. Yeah, and then Falcon would. Wouldn't be able to do that. No, Falcon would lose. <laughs> be dead. He would lose like every single bit of him that's not behind the shield. Yeah, he would just be like a, a, a chest. You get <laughs> a torso. Kind of a bad idea, given you're you're pretty much sentencing Falcon for death. Yeah, you really are. I mean, he's at like, least at least at least the Black Panther has his fucking super serum. Yeah, he has super serum. Yeah, he's and got Bucky the flowers. Has super serum. Yeah, he's got like Russian Bucky. Backwash Bucky. Serum, Bucky should have been the fucking Captain America. I like it. I like that actor. I mean, me too, he but cool. he's just way too normal of a hero. Yeah, and also, like, every time he's in a movie, he's kind of like, they're like, oh, we'll just he's put like, him he's, in here. He's like the Scarlet Witch. They, like, give her four lines oh my God. and try and, like, make her the, 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 the turning point of the movie. Yeah, no. You're like, like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Like, they did that with the um, with the Wakanda fight or whatever. Like, the, uh, the Black Panther girl's like, wait, uh, where the yeah. fuck has she been? <laughs> Yeah, you're like, wait. She's just like lifting these 10,000 pound things and just throwing them around. Like, wait, what? We have Superman? We yeah. have we had Superman the whole time. That fucking Barney guy won't be able to stop her. <laughs> oh, well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, liking and subscribing. If you haven't, then get the fuck off our podcast. <laughs> Why did you just listen to this for an hour? I don't know. I was bored and I needed to touch myself to a sexy voice. <laughs> okay. Is that is that what people do to this podcast? If they you should... if you jerk off to this podcast, please email. Honestly, email us. We have an email. It's on our Facebook page. Send us a dick pic. Do you check the email? I do. 
We get anybody... no emails. Wow, that's like the saddest. You're email. the only one who emails it, and you send me bullshit links that I don't understand why you're sending it to me, because there's no reference points. Well, it's like fucked up news stories. Yeah, sure, whatever. Like, call them what you will. Like I sent you that one. I don't from need a few to see ago. every abortion law that comes in with you going. Yeah, got another one. <laughs> Come on, Mike. Finally, we're taking the South back. <laughs> Blood in the soil. Damn it. The Jews will not replace us. Oh, like, I don't understand why you would live in Alabama. Like, I feel like, <laughs> like, well, because the weather's real hot and we like it. And we can't have abortions. Yeah. But at least we chemically castrate child molesters. Yeah, that seems like when I first saw that, I was like, are they saying that that's bad? Yeah, I couldn't tell which way the, 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 the political <laughs> leaning was on that. People were like, I feel like, very conflicted. They're like, Guh. they're like, it's, yeah. I kind of agree, but I can't because yeah, like, it's the government doing like, it. I don't think you should chemically castrate anyone, but at the same time, if they're like a multiple offender, if they're a pedophile, yeah, they still have fingers because that doesn't like they're not they're not they're not thieves in Taiwan. They're not they're not gonna lose their fingers. No, I'm saying touching like, a child. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're just gonna make if, them burn. We're just gonna burn their penis off with sulfuric acid in front of their face. No, that's not chemical castration. That's not chemical. That castration. would be so much better. I that, think that'd be a better chemical castration. Yeah, they, it's a chemical that makes your dick not work, right? Yeah, it, it doesn't like, like fall off. No, it just like stops working. It's it's not like they're gonna burn their fucking dick off. That'd be so brutal. That'd, that be, would, that'd be metal. That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> right. But yeah, like. Like a pedophile is fucked in the head, not fucked in the the wiener. Like the it doesn't matter if their penis works or not. They they still I have mean, they hands. Were, they still I mean, have... they were they were probably fucked in the butt. Bye, everyone. Have a good night. I love you. Yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, for more great podcasts, uh, listen to our older episodes. Yeah, we have a shit ton. I think we're at what, like thirty now. We're at thirty. Happy thirty. Happy thirty. Um, go fuck yourself. Like what I'm just talking about, yeah. Like not wanting to be re- reliant on these motherfuckers. Uh, the last <laughs> podcast that I, that I put out with us, um, what the fuck was it? Is it the Satanism one? Yeah, the Satanism one. I took this, the pre the pre episode, and I put it at the end. Did you put it out on your personal page or on Wild Wasteland? I think I shared Wild Wasteland. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I did. Okay, because I got a notification saying like, "Oh, hey, you haven't shared anything in a little while." I was like, "Hmm." Yeah, that, I got that too. And I don't know if it's just like a three-day thing because it wants us to be more active or yeah, whatever. Same. But I was watching last week tonight. Oh, with uh, with John Oliver. Hmm. Yeah, I love that fucking show. Um, it was a lot of the inspiration for what we do here. The fact that he does a main story and that's like one of like the deep dives i really like the the way he builds it um nice you want a paper towel yeah there you go oh thanks you're welcome but that's what i get for fucking around his last episode was on warehouses 
and primarily like Amazon and shit like that. And like the most evil places in the world. Uh, yeah, basically. Now he. <laughs> I was I was watching something about like Amazon delivery services, like those people, mm-hmm. like the Uber delivery. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they get paid like nothing. Yeah. Like, they'll be like, you have to deliver 85 packages today, and it's, we're going to pay you $45. <laughs> Three hours worth of work. And everyone's like, man, that's pretty good money. I was like, no, it's not. That's like the worst fucking deal. Amazon is screwing you over so hard. So fucking that's, that's hard. Like a, that's like a tank of gas and 10 bucks. Yeah. Effectively. It's slave labor. And these people are like, well, you know, like if it's if you have to do the job, you have to do the I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> accent you were just trying to do there, but it did not come off cleanly at all. Well, I was going for like uh Mexican like Indian Mexing-ing. and Mexican. Mexing Mexing and like, Nice. That's Hello, a- I am from Buenos Delhi. <laughs> <laughs> Buenos Delhi. That'd be a hell of a place. Just don't drink the water. No. No. So, uh, yeah, we're trying something new here. Uh, this is the pre-show, but it's after the podcast. So I don't even know. Why Why are you even putting this in? This be, is just... Because... I just thought you were just getting the levels ch- like checked and set. No, yeah, like this is... Oh, my God. I didn't want anyone to hear this. Well, hopefully they, they like it because we just recorded an episode about Bob Lazar. And um, now we're talking about, like, how we get into character. <laughs> I feel like you're really needy at this point if you're going to be adding this to the episode. I don't want I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> it's like your TLDR, but at the end. Yeah, that's not. I don't like the TLDRs are at the end. Well, yeah, that, that, is, that does kind of uh, defeat it, the purpose. It pisses me off. They're like, oh, now that you uh, scrolled to the bottom and read the entire thing. <clears throat> Can I get that over here? Thank you. <laughs> it kept like, <laughs> yeah. Who's, it, who's being a fucking bitch right now? Wait, it kept getting pulled that way, and like the the microphone would just like swing. This well, way. I'm trying to fix it. That's why you know I was we're to... uh, we're we're transitioning. Yeah, we are uh, going from having a massive vulva to uh, enlarging it into a phallus, a phallic object. No, uh, not that kind. Like, oh, oh, the other. We're taking. We're transitioning from a. Working studio that's in uh, my mom's basement to a semi more functional one, but in between, it's going to be hard to have cables around. I don't like how you lie to our listeners. (laughs) We've told them on many occasions in really kind of terrifyingly descriptive detail where and where, like, where exactly we record this. Were you going to say where and when? Maybe. <laughs> we're currently in the past. Uh, this was recorded in the 20s. We're all we're both dead. These are actually just uh, wax cylinders that some punk found on the street, pressed into vinyls, and then uh, for some reason made a podcast yeah, out of. Put digitally. Yeah. That would be fucking weird. Like, we recorded this but never released it, and then our kids found it, and then they released it. Yeah, right? They're like, look at the hard work our dads did. <laughs> Oh, also, yeah. which which one of our kids would have this? Probably yours. Yeah, probably mine because I'm the one that you keep all keep, the shit. Yeah, I, that that fucking computer is like 
it has like a terabyte of um of storage 300 gigabytes of uh, us bullshitting are on it i'm i'm happy to hear that that's that way if the nuclear apocalypse comes and we lose uh the ability to listen to digital things we're fucked yeah we're fu- i'm so excited uh, for that how how is that a good thing ah uh, you know i'm just an optimist okay i get well that. i guess we should say hello so, uh, oh, you 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 ready to to start? I feel like maybe. we didn't. I feel like we didn't get anywhere. No, I didn't want to get anywhere. I feel like that's that was the, the point. point of the journey. Thanks for listening, you idiots. <laughs>